friends, I'm Dulce Sloan and welcome to That Black Ass Show. This is a podcast celebrating the black TV shows, movies, plays, and all types of black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week we're talking about the 1993 film CB4. Directed by Tamara Davis and written by Chris Rock, Nelson George, and Robert Locash, CB4 follows the fictional rap group CB4, also known as Cell Block 4, which was a parody of the legendary West Coast rap group NWA. It stars Chris Rock, the delicious Alan Payne, Deezer D, Charlie Murphy, and more. Today's guest is writer, comedian, actor, and one of my sweetest, sweetest, loveliest friends, David Borey. He's appeared on MTV, Showtime, Viceland, just to name a few, and he's written for Comedy Central, Fusion, and the ESPY Awards. He's the co-host of my favorite podcast, and I've been on three different episodes, All Fantasy Everything, and Shining with Dave and Sam. Also, David wrote and starred in a 2015 short film, The Lot. Check it out on his website, officialdavidbory.com. All right, let's start the show. Mm, We have to talk about uh, All Fantasy Everything is my favorite Come on. Podcast Come with on. you dum-dums. It is. It's the like it's the main one I listen to at home. Like if I'm cooking or something, I'm like, okay, I'm cooking. What am I gonna listen to? The boys. I, I always love put that. y'all on. <laughs> cause you know I always put you on because you get random texts yeah. from me all the time. Just random, like, tell Sean I don't think that about Dairy Queen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'll tell him. I Yeah, I, I will say that to him. I love listening to all fantasy, everything. Um, y'all are very city, silly. I love, I do want to be an episode with Shane. So for y'all don't know about all fantasy, everything, uh, it's a podcast where they fantasy draft regular things. Anything can get it. Any, any possible topic. So Mr. Uh, David Borey, why did you pick this movie to talk about today? Uh, well, my fr- I think my first pick got picked already, but I. What I, was your first pick? Oh, I got to look at the text messages. It was something that you had, like, just done. Oh, I think it was Paid in Full. Paid in Full, because that's my favorite movie. Just Yeah, PD. Just PD Diabru picked it. Yeah, he would. Shout out to PD. PD's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just my favorite movie that a person ever made. But CB4 is so much fun. And it's, like, it's this thing where, like, when I was a kid, I believed it rappers Ooh. Like my until you know, until I was a teen, I had to start undoing that. But as a little kid, I believed rappers, so it's like seeing something like this is just I love that narrative so much better, you know? But like gangster rappers really made you believe them. I thought, yo, not just not just about the rappers themselves. I was like, if you go to Compton, they will shoot you in the face. Yeah, like until recently. Until recently, until recently I, I was like, okay, it can't be this bad. Yeah, I thought it was like, I thought it was like everybody's gonna shoot every, and then you grow up and you realize, oh, you're just like, you're like, uh, you're like a guy who could ra- put words together real good. You're like a poet. Well, like Atlanta rappers would make me think the same way, where it's just like, oh, it's going, you know, because there's art, there's like 
a city, like a little, there's a part of Atlanta that they literally call Little Vietnam. Just because. That's like the worst name. Right. <laughs> it goes down. Niggas call it Little Vietnam. God and just damn. Like, and I have no idea what part of the city that's in. And you're from Atlanta. <laughs> right. Yo, but that's... I made damn sure not to know where the fuck that is. No, God bless it. It's like no, no, no. This that's not a place I listen to me speak. Do I sound like I need to be anywhere near a place called Little Vietnam? I've never thought you were Vietnamese. No. D- thank you so much. <laughs> Come on. No, uh, yeah, I never. I don't know. And it's but like it's like a crazy like. What do you, it's like, it's crazy though too, because it's also like, I love rap music the whole, I, that's all I've ever listened to until, you know, recently, but just. That's not true. I've listened to your uh, podcast. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of bangings. A lot. Yeah. I don't know though. I know one song from a lot of bands. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like. You could name like a Bob Dylan song. Yes. I can't do that. You don't know one Bob Dylan song? Not know that it's Bob Dylan. <laughs> All right. What about the hurricane? That was in the, the Denzel Washington movie. Mm, what? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Fair. Then, yeah, I guess I do listen to other stuff. But it's just like rap was always my favorite. I always believe rappers. And then come to find out you grow up and like the older you get, the more you see some of their antics. And you're like, some of these cool guys are cool. Some of these guys are ridiculous. like these are like some of them are like real silly like what are you doing (laughs) some of them are just really silly fucking dudes yeah i like that too though i love a silly rapper man i love like waka flocka is one of my favorite oh the nigga's just ridiculous he's just kind of like yeah he's just like a big kind of dumb dude (laughs) he's just Yelling, I saw him one time at Hartsfield. I couldn't talk to him because he was surrounded by kids trying to get his autograph. There's been like two different situations. Because like I saw him once at the comedy store. And then I saw him, uh, which was great because it was he was there for Rose Battle and Boon Shakalaka was performing. And watching Waka Flocka watch Boon Shakalaka was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Man, I bet Waka loves a comedy show. Oh, I'm sure he does. But watching him... Wait, hold Watch. on. Do you hear that? I feel like they move on every day and it never, <laughs> that shit never looks any, like, it doesn't look good. I don't know what they're paying for. It's like. They they don't even probably have the blade lift. They don't even have the blade dropped all the way down. They mow it. It's like all patchy too, though. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's LA grass. I think people also in the city don't know how to do things. Well, it doesn't rain often enough for you to be cutting grass like that. That's what I'm saying. It's not even necessary. Like, it's some, like, you just, like, stimulate the economy. It's just, like, every other day it feels like they cut my grass. They don't know how to live. They don't know what they're doing. So I can say that I, too, did. I think when it came to, like, the flashiness of, like, how rich rappers were. Right. I always believed that. I didn't believe they was murking cats all the time because I was like, you niggas would be in jail. Yeah. You shooting people as often as you say you are. You niggas would be in jail. Yeah, you're so very believe, reasonable. I didn't believe that part. You were a very reasonable <laughs> child. 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I never believed in Santa Claus because logistically it didn't work. I never believed in Santa Claus because I lived in apartments. That's the other reason I think I didn't believe in Santa Claus. Who has you a, lived in like a condo or apartments? Or yeah, who shit. has a chimney? There are some apartment comp. Well, we lived in a condo. We had a chimney. But like, but even in apartments, the chimneys, if you look at the top of the buildings, it's not like something that a man could get inside. No, because like, they're all stacked on top of each other. Like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like never, it's never even that's the case. Yeah, because I've lived in apartments with chimneys and it's just like, nah, dude, this is a tight. Also, I lived in apartments where it's like, man, then you must have had the poor Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Like some kids got <laughs> some kids got new bikes. Some kids got like a T-shirt. You know what I mean? It was like. It never oh, felt. Oh yeah. You know, it never felt that re- fair to me. It was a dis- there was a disparagement of uh, gifts received by the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like if you got six brothers and sisters, now Santa's stingy all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I got a Game Boy. Right, but your mother had to take Game Boy money and stretch it over six kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you all got socks. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you picked this movie because this kind of like broke your idea of what rappers were. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's also like as an adult, I like watching it because you're like, oh, yeah, this is what it always was. Because like Mm -hmm. having grown up like, you know, rap to me in 1993, I was six years old. That was like it it was cool. You know what I mean? It wasn't like this. Like you didn't see it as I'd never had any humor about it, you know, until I got older. Oh, so you were able to see. That makes sense because it was like rap was always this very like because like the idea like we very much it seemed like a jump because it was like rap music was like and all of a sudden it's killing niggas. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. It happened so fast. Like I'm at the party with my friends. (laughs) And it's just like, I fuck bitch. And it's like, whoa, sir. (laughs) What happened to the party? I thought we were playing basketball, Curtis Blow. Like. It It jumped so, it seemed to jump so fast. Overnight. (laughs) Over fucking night where it was just like, yeah, everything, you know, we're out hanging out, you know, we're at a party and all of a sudden it's like, I shot this nigga, I shot this nigga, I'm fucking your bitches. And I'm like, what? What? I think we missed a step. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still dancing. I'm still dancing. I'm still <laughs> dancing because, like, I have this conversation with, like, because Derek likes to make fun of me because, like, you know, my birthday was over the weekend, and so yeah, happy birthday to you, not thank America. You, yes, and people were very happy to celebrate me on July the fourth because motherfuckers was not feeling America you this know, weekend. That's good. That's for the best. It, it, it truly, truly, <laughs> it is weird. To, it is just weird to be position to be in. But uh, I'm playing my down south shit. You know, got a little Gucci Mane, pop a little T.I. And he is just like melting into the floor. And I was like, don't nobody want to hear your Yankee fucking music. I can't, I'm always yelling. At him. I'm always yelling at him. I can't shake to this. 
what am I supposed to be doing with this shit? Because I would ask him, I'm like, wait, so you telling me they was playing Wu-Tang in clubs? So motherfuckers was just paying to bob their head? I don't want to be in that club. I don't want that. It's like, have you ever been in a bar like after a UFC fight? Like that energy? That's Where like, it's just like, just, uh, that's what I feel like would happen if you threw on Wu-Tang and like, I don't, that's not like, I don't think that's like a celebratory music. No. I like Wu-Tang though. As a kid, I loved Wu-Tang. My brother loved him. I, as a kid, I can say my favorite rap group was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and because uh, I was telling Yodoye, my friend Yodoye the other day, that I used to fall asleep listening to East 99 when I was 14, like every <laughs> night. And he was like, so when did you start therapy? And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, you might got to talk to somebody about that. Do you get like a special feeling whenever you hear somebody say, we're not against rap? <laughs> uh, that was their first album, Creeping on a Come Up. Oh, I'm that sorry. Was on Excuse, me. Bone. Excuse me. Uh, Excuse me. First of the month was on East 99. Oh, what was the other hit? What were the other hits on East 99? Uh, Crossroads was on East 99 as well. But the Crossroads you hear on the radio is not the original version of Crossroads oh, no. that was on the first album. It was like a remix that they put out as a single. So when they re-released East 99, you would get the new Crossroads. But the original version didn't sound anything like uh, the Crossroads that everybody knows. What? Was the original version as ridiculous as the one everybody knows? <laughs> uh, ridiculous? What do you mean? Uh, do At you not miss point, your Uncle Charles? In that one point in that song, he just yells, I don't want to die! <laughs> 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 that's, no. you, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't no, he... <laughs> like, bro, what are you? <laughs> it's two p.m. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> that's a crazy thing to just sing out. I mean, but he didn't want to get shot. No, I understand. I thought it was like a, a general existential dread, like <laughs> just like in general, he does. He's like worried about it. Yo, my friend on my birthday just told me he's like, "I hope you live forever," and I was like, "No, nigga, that means I gotta work forever. I don't want to do that." I don't know. I could see you setting up some kind of a. Because after a while, your money is just making money. I think you could keep it going. You could keep it you going. You got to keep it going. I like some Highlander shit where you're like, all right, I've been alive for 300 years. Yeah, you'll figure I out how I to do it. I invested well. Yeah, by then you'll figure out how to do it. You know what I mean? I, I believe mean, you. hope. You. That sounds, thank you so much. Sounds exhausting. Yeah, uh, it does. <laughs> I could have paid this house off 10 times. I've been alive for yeah. 300 years. Like... <laughs> If you're alive for 300 years, do you even own a house or what do you do? I mean, you better. This is a hard question. I've been 33 and I don't even own a car, so I'm not like trying to put numbers on anything. I think by the time I was 33, I'd own like three or four cars, but. You're from Atlanta uh, though, right? Like you, you gotta have a car. Yeah, I, I, I lived in San Francisco for 10 years. Oh, okay. Or not 10 oh. years. What the fuck am I talking about? I, <laughs> I was San, like, what? That's not true. I lived in San Francisco for five years. Okay. I've lived in LA for five years. Oh, you just been on the on the on the West Coast. So wait, speaking of cars, one of my favorite moments in the movie. Uh huh. 
was in the first, I don't know, 10 minutes, there's a drive-by. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even a drive-by. It's like a drive-behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, Which seems way more dangerous on the highway. Way more dangerous. And also, if you're shooting a machine gun into a Jeep with no top, how is everyone? I was like, oh, everyone's gonna be dead in the first ten minutes of this movie. This is yeah, stupid. you would think it wouldn't. I mean, you know, movie magic. Movie magic. But uh, I do wonder if you noticed because he was like, "Oh, I'm a fool, but I'm not crazy." Where he wouldn't. So like, uh, Freel Evans have seen it. Chris Rock's character and Chris Elliott um, are in an open top Jeep, and they're being chased by. Uh, Gusto being played by Charlie Murphy. Yeah, first movie. And, and uh, my, um, no, 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 no. Hold on one second. It's not Sam Elliott, it's Chris Elliott. Oh, Sam, Sam Elliott's a 75 year old white Sam man. Sam Elliott's the Marvelo man. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Elliott is uh, a comic. Uh, my name is how that man's Gusto. still alive? No. He's just been selling beef for 50 years. Good for him. Um, so, yeah. So, Chris Elliott and Chris Rock are uh, in the car. And that's where, you know, we, we get the story right, of what's right. going on and we catch up. He's like, let me give but, you the real story. Right. But I don't know if you notice while they're sitting on the um, on the freeway, what's happening in the car that's on the other side of Chris Elli of Chris Elliott's character, A. White. No, what happens? So in uh, one car that comes by, it is a grown-ass man with the pink rollers in his hair drinking a cocktail. Like literally <laughs> like a cocktail stick in the glass. Then there is uh, headbangers, like these blonde people just headbanging. Um then there's someone like towards the end of the movie, like you see someone like in like a monster, like a monster mask. So there's just silly shit going on. I love that about this. This is why you could tell like a stand up wrote it. There's so many like funny little like when he goes to the when he goes to that part where uh, he's doing the phone service and it's like yes the nine seven six numbers yeah and it's like nine seven six piss and she's pouring out yes. water and then the next one is nine seven six dis he's like hey fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> well, I think the first one I think was nine seven six kiss, and it's Shirley Hemphill who is, is playing the first one because okay, I think okay. it's because it's like it's kiss dis. No, it's kiss piss and then dis. That's the order, man. Right, and then uh, so it's like Shirley Hemphill. You see her for a second. She's on the line, and then. You go to the lady pouring water and then the dude cussing. And then uh, they get to the scene with Alan Payne. I've, uh, I sometimes forget how fine Alan Payne was. Uh, <laughs> it should have gone better for him. I don't know, man. It should have gone better. He had all the, he had all, he had the whole pedigree. He was like, you saw him coming up on the Cosby show. You're like, all right, man. And then he was just like, you thought it was going to work for that guy. Right. And then he wasn't dark skinned, but he wasn't light skinned. He wasn't light skinned. So he was very easy to cast because he was like, all right, he's mid-tone. So they'll put him in everything. Right, right, right. And then it was until 2000, what, five till House of Pain showed up. And then he was on that show for 17 years. Yeah, that show has 1,000 episodes. 
I'm sure it does. Actually, we looked it up. It's the uh, it's the longest running. It beats the Jeffersons by one episode as the longest running black sitcom. Really? Mm-hmm. By one episode. How many episodes is it? Wait, they did that. It's like a, How long was that show? Yo. House of Pain, <laughs> it is wild because we found out when we were doing the Jeffersons. Um because Agnes English came on and talked about the Jeffersons. And that show had 254 episodes. God damn. Over how many years? Like 10? Eight seasons. Okay, okay. So is that seven years? I don't know. It's uh it was on apparently it's still on. House of Pain? Yes. Man. Tyler Perry's getting that triple syndication money. Bruh. So, because it started, it was uh, <laughs> it was on TBS from 2007 to 2012. Right. And then now it's on BET 2020 to present. But it seems like, because what they would do is they would do, I think, I remember they would do two new episodes every night. Golly. So. Was that just a rush from, to get syndication thing? It was a rush to get syndication. So. Uh, so, yeah. So from 2006. So the first episode aired June 21st, 2006. The last episode, original episode aired August 10th, 2012. And they made 254 episodes. God. David Bory, the eighth season. The eighth season. They did 62 episodes. <laughs> Those poor Bory. writers. Did he write it himself? I, mean, I think so. I mean, his right I know his writers weren't in the WGA. I know that much. I do um, know that too. I don't know how to feel about that. Man, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I can't, I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dude, sit here and slander Tyler Perry. You know, and uh, murdered. Um, so from October 21st to 2011 of 2011 to Octo to August 10th of 2012 is when the show aired the eighth season. Okay. And the eighth season was 62 episodes. Who's keeping up? Are people watching every... I, I don't know. I know I was on an episode as an extra. And what they would do is that they would only... every Because most TV shows, they shoot an episode per week. Right. They shoot an episode per day. God. So every scene, they would take three takes <laughs> and then move on. Do the actors even know their lines? How do you do that? The guy who paid uh, the guy who played the uh who played um the 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 uncle? No, no, no. House of No, no, no. I was extra on Meet the Browns. That's different. Oh, that's the um, one with Mr. Brown, the dark Yeah, skin. so Mr. Brown, no, that's what they would do. They would shoot three scenes and then move on. So three takes and move on. Uh and the guy who played Mr. Brown, he was ad-libbing a lot of his lines. He always kind of did that. Like, did you ever see those plays? It always felt like he was making up what he said, too. Oh, yeah. He'd get the general idea of what he should be saying and then work around it. 
But yeah, uh, I really did think that Alan Payne was really going to be out here giving us. He should have been a movie star. He should have been a movie star because I'm telling you right now, in that scene where he hooks up with Sissy. He's uh, the only one who was really putting it down. <laughs> he was, and he was, and I, I was like, he, I was like, oh, he built like a man, man. Okay. Okay. That's that man body right there. I was like, man, if I, to have a time machine or the ability to you jump. You don't like that TV. Chris Rock body? What now? <laughs> You don't like that Chris Rock? That's I can tell you that when it comes to the end of the day, the Chris Rock body's coming for me way more than the Alan Payne body's coming for really? me. Really? Yes. Interesting. Very. I used to have a bit about it. Me and this dude walking around looking like the number 18. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. But you like the Alan Payne. You like the MC Gusto body. I like a whole man. That's that's what I prefer. Damn. I want that's, a whole man. That's how but I know you're from a place like Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> a whole man. <laughs> Shout out to all the little kings listening. Shout out to every, every dude like under 200 just trying to go to work no every grown man who's 130 pounds and five nine yeah just living man i i I see you still say doesn't appreciate you i know you're working hard listen listen i'm not saying i don't appreciate you i'm just always interested as to i'm the one that you're trying to talk to i think it's very interesting i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell that man that i'm not gonna talk to him because they usually out here with some what they they uh no, say what you were going to say. I see it. I- <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, the, break, for- they, they, they show up and show out. Yeah, I'll say this that. was an audio medium, but Dulce looked off wistfully <laughs> into the distance. Like, you know that look when somebody like lights a cigarette and takes that first big <laughs> That was the look like... <laughs> like the, pu- the puff of a cigarette after you worked a double shift yeah. and couldn't get a break? Yeah. Yeah, that just yep, got yep, to yep. my car cigarette. <laughs> yes. Or left the bar and had one saved in your stash in your car cigarette. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I won't say I had a bit of a flashback, but I will say I had a bit of a flashback. Yeah, yeah. I, uh I could feel it. I felt the energy. Just the, you know, the dicks of yore. You know what I mean? <laughs> just very much. It's so funny because men, we can't, we can't do that. You don't like, you don't think back about how it looked. Like you're not like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I mean, it is. It's you know, it's just because of the logistics, internal, external situations. Understandable. Yeah, we got our whole business. Lights out on, front. lights off. It uh, but that scene where uh, the both you see the comparison of both of them hooking up with uh, sissy, yeah. Yeah, with Dead Mike and MC Gusto hooking up with Sissy. I think the thing that confused me at the end of it was they ended up being outside, which I thought was confusing. Yeah, it starts inside, and then he... I think that was more to showcase Alan Payne fucking than it was for any other... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because honestly, I believed it. And I was like, yep, this is... mm -hmm, I got that. Yeah, he had... He had a lot of hips. Meanwhile, Chris Rock. 
<laughs> Chris Rock was the one who was getting, and I was like, how does that even work logistically? He got ravaged. I, You know, I just appreciate it. And then the doll showed, and it's just like, oh, it's just so wild that now it's just I like a stuffed toy. <laughs> I also like that this is a movie where she was like, yeah, all these black men go down on me. Yeah, because for a long time, because like, cause like Alan Payne character goes, yeah. And then you see uh, MC Gusto, Chris Rock character goes, I'm not doing that. Yeah, and it's like. But I remember for a long time, black men would tell you they don't do that. Yeah, that's what they would tell you. I had a lot of people tell me that in like parking lots and backseats of cars or whatever. But I, I think I think in actuality, come on, of course you are. Cause what are your favorite what are your favorite moments in the movie? Because I think I'm just uh, like talking about like general favorite moments. I mean, I love I just love the radicalization of Dead Mike. Like and then oh. and then ultimately when he gets his own career and they do a song and he's like, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm bliggity black, and I'm black, y'all. Like and just like how you see it, like he's like kind of he's like Hotep in ninety Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in ninety three. But less problematic. Far less problematic. He kind of seemed good. He was investing back in the hood. He made a beeper store. Like he didn't gotta have beepers, yo. He was doing good. I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess, I love the whole narrative of. I just like watching it. I like it when Albert breaks down and he has that Spike Lee moment. You know that Spike Lee shot that he always has where he's sitting on the thing, and it's like no, like every every Spike Lee movie, it's like they're sitting on the dolly or whatever, and they're moving forward. Oh, that the Dolly Show, that rack folk, that yeah, rack shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. And when he has it, and he's like, "What the fuck am I doing? I'm out here calling women bitches and hoes. I'm using the word nigga like it's my last name." So funny. <laughs> and I love so, everything with Charlie Murphy in this movie. Charlie Murphy, I mean, just gave us so much. Man, he was so funny. He was so. We don't got to get all sad. We don't. We don't. But he gave us a lot. Uh, what's some of your other favorite moments? So the rack focus. The rack focus. The 40, all the 40 ounce jokes. Like, have you noticed how funny they are? Like, like the, they get, they get bigger. Yeah. They get bigger and bigger in the container changes. Cause by the time he like quits and he's just in his house, he's got like a growler. Like it says just yeah. says 90 out from the front. <laughs> And I love Wacky D being the bullshit rapper. Listen, Stoney Jackson was working, dog. Man, Stoney Jackson. Since before Pootie Tang, we like, he's been out here. Stoney Jackson's been working because it's like there's Stoney Jackson playing Wacky D, and then the dude who was in Pootie Tang. Or Pootie Tang comes up to the, he comes up to his, uh, he comes up to the. Trust us. Yeah, at the, the funeral. At the funeral. Yeah, 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 yeah. And starts punching him in the eye. What's his name? Lance something? Uh, who played Pootie Tang? Lance. Is it Lance Carruthers? I don't know. Somebody told me that uh, that Louis C.K. directed Pootie. Written and directed by Louis C.K.? Yeah, he did. He did. What? He did. Which I don't know. What? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I think it was also one of those movies though that got cut up a lot, so it was written one way and then it kind of came out completely different. Because it was a it was adapted from a comedy sketch on the Chris on the Rock Chris show. show. 
Which I Lance don't really Crother. watch that much, to be honest. I don't really remember it either. I mean, we didn't always have, you know, we didn't have HBO. No, uh, not till recently. But, right. So he, we would have it and then not have it. So oh, we I got don't, the free weekends. Remember that? Yeah, where HBO was like, hey, yeah, here's yeah. a taste. And yeah. you're like, listen, you're not going to get me like drugs. We, uh, <laughs> we I'll do had, this crack for the weekend and then be <laughs> off of it. We had a legal cable for a while, though, too. So did we. Like with the box. Remember the box with the red numbers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we had. But we got like even pay-per-view was free. We had it where you would just do it straight through the cable cord into the TV. Yeah. And all you didn't have to have the box. You just changed the stations on the TV. Okay. So there was the cable hookup outside, and I think my mom would just give the dude a couple bucks, and he'd just come in and be like, all right. Because people knew and how to do it. A new, right. And then anytime a new dude got hired, you would just have to be like, all right, we ain't got cable till we find out who this new nigga is. Yeah. And yeah, then... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, because like the dude would be like, this person's not paying for cable and then disconnect it. You're just like, who the fuck is you? Who, who cares about cable? Care? You care about Viacom, bro? Get out of here. No. <laughs> yeah. You that care was... about charter communications? <laughs> what the fuck? My whole life, the on and off of cable was like, you could chart that shit. When I had Nickelodeon, when I didn't. <laughs> yeah, because it would be sometimes you're just like, what are we talking about? You're like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what that yeah, yeah. You couldn't, you had to shut up during those conversations at school. I just, I get real into sports. Because sports is on everything. Yeah. That's so funny. Everybody But I'm sports. black, y'all. That song, the only other word other than I'm, other than, it's I'm black, y'all, and then and back. Oh, so yeah. So I'm black, y'all. And I'm ba- there's only like six words in that song. Those are the best songs. The best songs have like 10 words. <laughs> or not. Okay, that was a bold statement. But like a lot of great. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't live my life behind that. <laughs> but it was like, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm just like, I don't know what this. But that was also something true in the 90s where it was just like, it was like the 70s all over again where it was just like, yeah. hey, remember? Remember that we black oh, and yeah. we should be fucking with these white folks? Like, it's... And like the term like that, Nubian, I feel like I never heard any time more than I heard in the early 90s. Yeah, Nubian was a big... My Nubian queen, yeah. my Nubian this, yeah. my Nubian that. Oh, man. Uh, we got to bring Nubians back. We do. There was even a group called Brand Newbie. Yeah, what happened? That's a great name too. By just like as far as names great go, name. like great name. Man, could you imagine how good he felt after he thought that up? I got it. <laughs> Yo, high fives left Yo. and right. But the scene where they were just like, but I thought the scene that was kind of interesting was the scene where they were just trying to figure out like what kind of rap group they were going to be. Oh, because they had all the other kind. Yeah, they had like the bagheads and the fat lovers. Yeah, the bagheads, the, the, like, the De La Soul, artsy kind of. Then they were the fat guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, because it's like an interesting time where like rap was so new, but it already it had already like started to co- be commercial in that way. You know what I mean? Like, right. That hadn't been going on for like I think you think about the time of this movie. You're like, because it's like it came out in '93, so they probably wrote it in '92. Mm-hmm. or 91 even yeah which is like rap hadn't even been commercial that long you know so it's like 
Mm-mm. A very like forward thing to write a movie about. Right. Because I want to look at, because there is this movie and then there is uh, Fear of a Black Hat, which is also... Have you seen Fear of a Black I've Hat? I've never seen it. And it always comes up when you talk about this movie. Yeah. You have to see it because... Uh, and I can't remember when it came, but uh, I think Fear Fear of a Black Hat was also ninety three. Really? Yeah. Uh oh. So they came out. Uh, yeah, they came out the same year. Who wrote Fear of a Black Hat? Uh, Rusty Cundiff. Oh yeah. No, I don't know who that is. I I don't know. Who uh, I feel like I know Rusty- that name though. Well, Rusty Condiff, he was in, like, he did a lot of stuff with Robert Townsend. Okay, like uh, Hollywood Shuffle he, or... He wrote and directed uh, Tales from the Hood. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Man, I love Robert My, Townsend. One of the scariest fucking movies to me. I, as a kid, though, I didn't fuck with any, like devil shit in general so all movies were scary even i got scared at hocus pocus hocus pocus like there was like those movies like that where like you would have like a moment where you're just like hey this is kind of scary no I don't fuck. that whole movie kind of had me on edge hocus pocus i guess i saw it one time i was just like these ladies won't stop talking yeah i just the one said she ate children and that fucking made me uncomfortable like they wanted to eat you are kids. very you know what, this, this, you were a very, uh, I don't want to say sensitive child, but you were very like, I take information at surface level. Oh, yeah, it was a problem even now. I just believed everybody. You believed everybody? Not everybody, but like most, yeah, it just like, people would say shit and I'd be like, okay, that's what that is. Oh, I think I just thought people were liars. No, I was quite, I was quite the opposite. Because I'd always be like, I'd always be like, if you didn't mean it, why would you even say it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know. And then you get older and you realize about people bluffing and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just took everything kind of like at face value. It worked that's out. That's interesting. It worked out great for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no underlying issues after that at all. So basically, Boris, like, what I got is what I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, but I would also, I would get in trouble so much because of, like, you know, just being in a parking lot or whatever. I'd, like, say some shit back that somebody said to me, and then it'd be, like, people would be, like, no, that's not true. Uh-oh. And I'd be, like, well, no, I'm not lying. That's real. People would be, like, no, that's not. What are you talking about? Oh, boy. You know, I'll be Okay. You didn't watch it. Sounds like you didn't watch as much PBS as I did growing up. No, not at all. Not at, I watched Arthur. That was about and Wishbone. Yo, Arthur goes in. Wishbone is the reason I did not have to read a lot of books. No, I uh, still talk about Don Quixote to this day. Never, never read it. <laughs> never read it. But that little dog, he taught me, man. Um, also, we have to talk about before we move on to my uh, favorite part of the show. We have to talk about Rachel True. Playing Gusto's girlfriend, Albert's girlfriend. Oh, I love her. Because I didn't realize she was also in Half-Baked, playing Dave Chappelle's love interest. And then she was in Um, One-on-One. She was on One-on-One. She was the black girl in the craft. Yeah. 
No, she's got hits when you line them up. I don't think people realize that about her. She's really got, she really does have hits. Because she's been working for a hot minute. Yeah. Truly. One on one is my favorite thing she did, though. Really? I love that intro. Finding you, I'm finding me. Finding you, I'm finding me. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Whatever will be all in it. That's that's a good, that was a good UPN. Those middle shows were great. And listen, Rachel True was one of the few black actresses who was wearing her natural hair. Mm -hmm. Every time. In the 90s. Every time. Every time you see her with this fun little curl, I'm like, okay, giving me a Cree Summer vibe. She was great. And she was always like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. Oh, I did not know this. Her father is of Ashkenazi Jewish descent and her mother is black. I did not know that. I did not know she was giving me mixed race. I was fully. I thought she was just black. I thought she was just black, too. That's usually what I think, though. <laughs> her her first movie was CB4. Oh, really? So this is her coming up. This is her coming up. Her first movie was CB4. She was on two episodes of The Cosby Show. Yeah, okay. Uh, Who was in 91 and 92. Even Stacey Dash was on The Cosby Show. Yo, Stacey Dash, dog, what happened? Ugh. Here's the thing. I don't think we ever knew her. I don't think we, we ever didn't. we I don't think we ever knew what the fuck she was up to. She was always nope. like in rap lyrics and then we knew her from Clueless, but like nobody knew. You never saw like a Stacy Dash interview. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody knew what she was doing. Mm-mm. And that's fine. It's Mm-mm. not it's not fine. You're right. We didn't know nothing about her. Yeah, we didn't, didn't know nothing know. about her. No one knew how old she was. Nope. 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 She was 30 when she did Clueless. That's cuz I remember when I saw that Cosby show I was like, what the fuck? She looks exactly the same. And she's like 80s Cosby show. Yeah. Or maybe it was Cousin Pam era. Mm. Was she there with Cousin Pam? Oh, that would make sense. Maybe. I don't know. Because that's when Alan Payne was on it. Ugh, Alan Payne. Wait, so we got to talk about... I'm sorry. (laughs) We have to talk about the cameo of the butthole surfers. Oh, yeah, the sweat of my balls thing. Yeah. And then him talking about him playing it when he was with his first ever black woman. Yeah. And he was like, and I must say, there was sweat on my ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But I saw it and I was like, why are the butthole surfers? What is happening? I thought that was a made up band for years. Really? Yeah. It's the butthole surfers. A dude, come on. It was the 90s white dudes. It tracks. Name me something else that sounds like the butthole surfers. That's a I wild mean, name. Yeah, it's a wild name. But you also had bands like, okay, so you were like 90. So there's like Red Hot Chili Peppers was a wild name to me. Uh, no doubt. Don't even know what we're doubting. Uh, Butthole Surfers? It's wild. I'm not saying it's not wild. <laughs> okay. Okay, but there's also Smashing Pumpkins. The fuck is that about? Yeah, that one was one that my mom used to always make jokes about. Also, she's so foreign. She just says "smashing pumpkin" all the time. <laughs> oh, because there's no any, there's nothing plural. No, um, no, not really. <laughs> Jane's addiction was fucked up because who was this girl Jane that they're just constantly making fun of? I a drug problem. I don't think any of this is as crazy as of a thing to say as butthole surfers. No, it's not as crazy as butthole surfers. The only thing close is smashing pumpkins. Yeah, that's it's the ridiculous. only thing close. And I'm looking up '90s bands. 
and I don't even see butthole surfers listed. And honestly, I'm offended for them. I don't. Do you know a butthole surfer song? Do should I know? No, I don't. Butthole? I don't know one. I remember them being popular. I just don't remember what any of their songs were. I remember somebody saying butthole surfers and me remembering that. <laughs> They're from Texas. Apparently, they're still touring. Really? It says 1981. The band originally formed in 1976. So they had been... All right. This is too, this is too much butthole surfing for me. I never, <laughs> needed to know. I never needed to know this much about those guys. This is, uh, we're, surfing. we're surfing too many buttholes. You know what? We are, we are just riding this wave, dude. We are just riding... <laughs> This fucking wave. It looks like the... Okay. Hold on. They did not begin as butthole surfers. No. That was the title of a song. I mean, I don't think... Nobody starts with anal. You know what? I can't with you. I'm so... <laughs> you need to look them up because they have some really wild shit. Like, I can't even... Yeah, they're calling themselves the butthole surfers. You don't have to convince me they're doing wild shit. Like, just the thing on their Wikipedia, just for, like, the reference to the name. Like, the other name ideas that they had, I'm not even going to read. Whoa. Was it? I mean, I can think of a probably a couple. I could say that one I would say is uh, the Vodka Family Winstons. That's that's okay. Uh, and. Um, say one of the bad ones. Just one of them. Let's see. There's Ashtray Baby. Uh, let's see. Um, Fred Astaire's Asshole. Okay. I think these are just butt guys. I think these are just butt guys from way I back. think they're just butt guys. Yeah, that I happens. think they're just butt guys. That's okay. There's a lot of guys are butt guys. I, I, listen, I've, I've met them. <laughs> Shout out to all I the have... butt guys listening. <laughs> Shout out to all the butt guys listening. Uh, you know, you can look, but don't touch. Um, hey. If you want to put stuff places, I got places you can put it. But I prefer that I get permission. I mean, you ask, ask me first. Just ask me first. Yo, that's all I'm asking. That's terribly reasonable. That's just not, ask me first. That's. I think you so, should always, you can't just like, you know, just walk into somebody's house and use the bathroom. You know what I mean? You got to say something. Dude, thank you so much. How many people? Do, I don't we know. We know that. I know that. I don't know. I don't know the stats. We, we, we know that. (laughs) All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. So, David Bory, we are now to my favorite part of the podcast. Oh, man. Called That Black Ass Confession. We have music. I just like to make that noise. So, David Boring. Now, if you don't know, from if you're a first time listener to the podcast, uh, the Black Ass Confession is a is a play or movie or TV show that you have not seen uh, as a black person. Wait, I thought it was just a, a black thing. I'm or sorry. a I'm black thing you sorry. can't do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So. Uh, for instance, I've never seen Baby Boy or Baby's Kids. That's 
That's wild to me. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's too late now. Because I love now. the reaction I get from... Huh? It's too late now. You're just going to like... It's too late. It's too oh, late. Man. It's too late. Uh, and I don't really know how to play spades. That's understandable. I can't score it very well. Right. Like getting books and all of that. I'm going to renege because I don't know how I did it. Books and bags so, and all that. <laughs> right. You know, you know, uh, fucking potions and and and. and, and Bones and ointments. I don't know what these fuck these niggas. Do you play? Do you play hearts though? uh, I can play tonk. Okay, that's all right. I can't play tonk, so you'll be all right. Yeah, I can play tonk. I can play spit speed. Uh, I thought hearts had to be a different deck. Hearts, no. Hearts is like the opposite of spades. So it's like instead of spades, it's like hearts is a trump card. Hearts. Hmm. Okay. Now, David Bory, mm-hmm. tell me, your friend, what is your black ass confession? Man, I've like pretended a little bit, but truth be told, I can't do mm. the electric slide. Wow. Yeah, man. But I know. The inst- but everyone around you I was know. doing it. Yo, I know. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, man, it's like. It's one of those things too where it's like I've been caught out and it started and then no. like and then just been like I gotta go get, I'm gonna go get a beer. I'm gonna you <laughs> every it's like it's it is it was one of those things that like you know how in the 30 year old virgin he's like I got nervous and then it didn't happen and then I got scared and it really didn't happen. That's where it is with the I just I don't remember. That's not how my brain works. I don't remember dance moves. I'm not. Well, like Yasselesta said, like he'll get lost on like the third time, like the third round of the electric, stri- the electric slide. I so, never. Like, I w- he'll do one, two, and then by the third turn, he's like, I'm out. I'm lost. I he's like, I'm facing the wrong person, the wrong direction. I would love. I don't know what we're doing. I would love to know what the third round tastes like. <laughs> the crazy shit is I've seen it from afar. And, like, you know how you're like, oh, man, I have some shit I could put on that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I could, like, I got a whole, I got a, like, I I could. A whole back front shimmy situation. I could do it, man. I just know. It's, like, embarrassing. I can tell you I've been one of those people in the electric slide who's physically holding someone by their shirt or their shoulders and going, we're going this way. We're going that way. I don't want to be and that guy. And those people that do the extra shit. Because there's the people that do the extra shit where they like run up and like stop yeah. and then catch it. So when we're doing the dip, they'll stop and do the dip and just stay standing up. And co- I mean, it's like, okay, can you do the Cupid shuffle though? No. What are we doing? This was one confession. <laughs> First of all, I feel like you're like backing me into but this the, weird okay. corner. But I got to dance the electric out slide, of. With the electric slide, no one's telling you what to do. Right? Yeah. I can do but the-, the Cupid shuffle. Or like the Cupid Shuffle, the Cha-Cha Slide. I can do the uh, Cha-Cha Slide, but that's like he tells you. And I don't know what Charlie Brown is. I don't know what fucking Charlie Brown is. Okay, but okay, a fun secret that I have to tell you. No one knows what Charlie Brown is. I usually just see people like, like jumping back and like they'll have like one foot forward. And then they just kind of jump back and front forth from like the forward foot to the back foot. Yeah. I've never done the Cha-Cha and like everyone knows I've never been in a room where everyone knew what the fuck the Charlie Brown was. So, yeah, you're fine on that. All right. I just, like... Because I don't, I don't think I know. But can you do the wobble? 
No, I can't. Why? I feel like, like I said, I thought it was one thing. It's just group dancing since childhood has stressed me out. Well, the wobble, I know, I can say that a crystal in, uh, where was I? In McDonough, Georgia, taught me how to do uh, hard crystal, too. Hard, hard crystal. Oh, yeah, hard, Nails, hard. Nails, jewelry, hard, hard crystal. Hard, uh, hard <laughs> Because she taught me and other crystal black women in this establishment. Crystal with a K. Right, yeah, like a yeah. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she did teach us how to do the wobble. She's like, you don't know how to do the wobble? And I was like, first of all, why are you speaking? That's none of my business. Yeah, check your tone. No. Check your tone. <laughs> oh, oh, come, 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 come. But it was like, it was one of those places, like, you know, when you get like far enough out into the country somewhere, all black people and white people talk exactly the same. Yeah, that's, that's totally real. That is, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They do the same shit too. Like all the, yeah. Same yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah, same, yeah. same, you know, same music, same cars, yeah. same everybody hanging at the Walmart, yeah. same concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this is where I was because the black ladies, it's like, there was multiple white people, multiple black people that talked exactly this. And I was like, ah, I'm just in the country. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's like country's like the a unifier a lot of times. Yeah, they're like the equalizer. It's like, it's like, be, like being in the country or being like wealthy, everyone speaks the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, true, that, true. Damn. Because sometimes there's like, like middle class, you can have all kinds of accents. Yeah, because a lot of people just got here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Middle class. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Your mama got a good job, yeah. so you used to live in the hood, yeah. but now you live in a good area. Oh, yeah. But you still or talk like, like you're from there. Or your parents are from another country. Like, it's all kinds right. of shit going on, for sure. But yeah, the hurricane, I've never seen it. But apparently he was wrongly convicted for a triple murder in a bar in Patterson, New Jersey? Yeah, Reuben Carter. He's a real guy. I know he's a real guy. Yeah, it's a terribly sad story. It's very famous. I've never even made those sounds before. <laughs> yeah, it's like a serious three fucking people. They said he killed three people. Yeah, Bob Dylan wrote a song about it. <laughs> oh, called the. That's what that song's about. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, that's how I know you haven't heard the song. The song is like not very good. It's literally just what happened. I mean, it's Bob Dylan. Honestly, I always joke that him and uh, Johnny Cash invented rapping because they've been talking over music for fucking 40 years. Yo, I don't get it. My mom got to Not see even him. rhythmically? My mom got to see him for free uh, two years ago or three years ago or something like that for some reason. And, like, I've only mm-hmm. known her to go to a Sade concert. She's not, like, a concert person. And she said right. it was, like, the worst shit she's ever seen. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, boy, what's the biggest thing people should take away from the movie CB4? Uh, you know, just be yourself. Yeah. I say that's so corny, but like, I, it sounded corny when I said it. But like, I really do feel that way. I think a lot of people get caught up in like not being themselves. I think, especially being black is not a monolith. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Right. Just be yourself, right. man. thank David Boyd for joining me on the show today. We talked about how CB4 showed David that some rappers are just ridiculous and what they rap about is not the truth of their lives. How David can't do the electric slide and the biggest takeaway from CB4 is to simply be yourself. And also, fuck these white witches. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. 
Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith. And I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show. Star Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.